The Gamer's Lounge with Amon Green is on the air. You need a sledgehammer? That's Batman. The Gamer's Lounge. Tony Stark will blow up the building, and then as it's blowing up, he'll rebuild it. It's time <laughs> to press play. <laughs> Welcome in to Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge podcast. How you doing today? How you doing, Ben? John? Doing, How was you guys' weekend? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Amon. My weekend was pretty good. Um, I talked to you a little bit about this yep. before we got going, but my girlfriend got XCOM 2. So I've been trying to understand how that whole game works. She has played the original version, so she knows all about it. But learned about turn-based games this past week, so I'm learning slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah, that's a strategic game similar to chess if it's a board game, but uh, has that you got to really think ahead three, four steps ahead. Look like man, it look like the, the your girlfriend's the gamer in the household. <laughs> she kicks like, my come on, man. She kicks my butt in any game we play. <laughs> Oh, man. oh that, that's funny. What about yourself, Joe? Okay, so uh, Friday night, it's this Friday night guys night now for me, because you remember, I'm a newbie to this whole gaming world, and um, yeah. so we went cross-platform with Rocket League, and it's awesome. Holy crap. Saturday night, me and two other buddies formed a team. We, we like the, mm-hmm. the snow day version, the hockey version of Rocket League a little bit better. Yeah. Amon, I haven't stayed up playing video games till one thirty in the morning in since I was like in college, and well, it was awesome. Definitely since you've been a dad, I know that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Since I've been a dad, so we were <laughs> uh, we were just playing, and the time flew by. Like we started at nine, and then it was one thirty, and we're all like, "Hey, we should probably go to bed soon." <laughs> you know, See, gamers, we we get past that. We're like, man, we just keep it going. We gotta get this. This is too fun. We we can't end now. We'll wait till the sun comes up. Then we feel like, okay, now it's time to get some sleep. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, on. I'm not even watching Netflix. I'm not watching. I am playing Rocket League every night. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you, it I'm hooked, sounds man. like you're going to get better than me a lot sooner because I'm still playing it. I, I think right now I'm only playing it like once a week, but I got a ways to go. Um, if you scored a goal, you're definitely doing better better than me on Rocket League. Well, believe me, if I get in with a little <laughs> bit uh, l- level of competition that's past me and my friends and I just get whooped. Have you scored any uh, goals? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, plenty. I, that right, makes me yeah, sound for- like I'm good. I'm awful. <laughs> I am awful, by the way. Okay. Oh, that's a, hey, I'm awful too. So welcome. We're in the same boat, brother. <laughs> we are in the same boat. I got I gotta put the time in and and learn the still learning the mechanics, how to boost, how to you could flip the car. I believe that's on the Xbox, that's the A button. You boost. I'm still kind of having it in my head, I believe trigger, right trigger is boost or B is boost, one of them. And then just knowing and then also knowing where you need to be on the map, you know, which is called rotation. Knowing your rotation where you need to be a defensively or because you got to be both defensive player and an offensive player when the ball bounces off the wall, finding that position to be in to either defend the goal or score a goal. That's the, some of the yeah. big details. And uh, a guy that we that we have coming on as one of our special guest hosts is a, is a guy that I was actually his student teacher back at, back in a few years ago. How old are you, Pier- Alon? Hey, I'm old. <laughs> I'm 43, bro. I'm 43. <laughs> well, so, I didn't want you to uh, give it out. I just wanted to tease you. No, it's all, no I, don't, I don't mind it, man. I love I earn this age. I earn it. Uh, so I like to bring in, um, I say, former student, but now a fellow streamer as myself, shoutcaster, Adam Thornton. Adam, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, brother. Doing good. How you been? Oh, uh, man, doing good. Just uh, with every from COVID to the social justice injustice going on around the country and around the world. Just taking it one day at a time, brother. That's about it. What about yourself? Pretty, uh, pretty similar, man. It's been uh, it's been a wild couple of months and doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon, which is for the better and hopefully for some good change. But yeah, I heard you guys were talking about some Rocket League and uh, it's it's tough to put down, isn't it, John? It's a it's a good one. It is insanely tough to put down. I find my and the time. I mean, obviously, I I feel like a idiot saying this. You guys all know this. The time when you're playing flies by like that. It's like you were playing for thirty minutes and it's been three hours. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those games that, especially if I mean, for people that are even avid gamers that play, you know, day in and day out, it's just so unique. Um, the the physics based engine and how every little minute thing is controlled by you, which. Is why people get so hooked to it. Not only is it, you know, super accessible, and uh, very easy to understand the concept of it to a wider audience. It's just it has such a big skill ceiling. So you can physically see yourself and getting better every time you continue to play. So 
uh, it gets a lot of people hooked very quickly, and it seems to be for most either you love it or you hate it. There is no in between. So uh, <laughs> it seems like you're on the love it side, and you're you're down for a a fun path of uh, of late nights playing with the buddies. It sounds like <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> sounds awesome. Man. Yeah, I'm definitely on the love it side too. I'm just trying to work out the part of learning my rotation on the field, like I mentioned earlier, is knowing when I need to be in the position to either score the goal or block the goal and play defense. Cause I'm like right now, right now I'm just running around on the field and I'm just demoing everybody. Cause I actually run into people by, you know, by a mistake. That's what I've been doing, getting a lot of points uh, that way. So Adam, we're going to get right into the, say some of the heavy questions we got here today. So we got Facebook gaming merging with Mixer Microsoft because Microsoft Mixer is shutting down doors come July 22nd. So when I say, when did you find out as a streamer and somebody that's, uh, I say real, I say in the community of uh, shoutcasting and, and streaming? Yeah. The, so the whole situation we were, I think it was probably a couple of days ago when they actually announced it. And it's, it's wild to read like some of the things that are coming out about, um, I mean, for those that don't know, Ninja and Shroud, two of the mm-hmm. biggest streamers, period, they ended up moving off of the platform I stream on Twitch. And I know, Amon, you also are a partner on Twitch. Um, yeah. But they moved off that platform because they were presented very heavy deals. Uh, accusations right now are roughly $30 million for Ninja mm-hmm. and $10 million for Shroud over the course of like a two-, three-year deal that their agent was able to, despite only streaming and fulfilling like eight to 10 months out of that contract, uh, they are still getting paid in full for that, for that negotiation that went down. And now they're considered free agents. They can go to whatever platform they want. They have no obligations because the merger is, is done. You know, their, their agent did a very good job of making sure that they got taken care of and, uh, they came out very much so ahead. So, we all found out uh, kind of like the employees did. It was out of nowhere. They put out a post legitimately within the past like week or so talking about how much they care about the community and how they're going right. to do their best to do this and that. But a deal like this has had to have been in the works for at least six months plus. So it's kind of scummy to see that they knew this stuff was probably going to be happening, yet they continued public facing to be like, Things are going to be great. Yep, we can't wait to improve our platform, and this is going to be fantastic. And then out of out of nowhere, you know, all these people are without a job. So it, uh, right. it blindsided a lot of people, myself included. Just shocking right. news. And, Adam, I mean, this obviously isn't something that is typical in the gaming world for a merger like this to happen without, like, rumors and stuff getting out about it. And, and, and you heard nothing about it, like you just said? Yeah, most people had no idea. It was, um, and I feel more for the employees than anything. It's just in most circumstances and right now, Twitch is the leading streaming platform by far. Yes, Um, I agree. It's what almost everybody uses. If you're going to, if you're going to quote unquote, make it big as a streamer, Twitch is the platform you have to be on. It's just Mixer doesn't do a good job of um, pushing people to their traffic or their website. Uh, YouTube is still kind of got this segregation between, this is a video platform rather than a live streaming platform. Facebook gaming, I mean, no offense to most people, but face, nobody uses Facebook over the under the age of 40. People just don't. It's not really <laughs> – it's just not a thing. People have kind of moved on to Twitter and – Instagram. So Facebook and, yeah. just – Right, TikTok. Yeah, Facebook just hasn't really been – yeah, gosh, it's crazy. But yeah, Facebook just isn't one that has been in that association, which is wild because – um, I do know some Facebook partners, and the thing they enjoy the most is Facebook has years of experience of building a social platform. So they do a very good job of actually helping out their creators and moving them forward into their, you know, their ability to get a better reach and get a bigger audience. So from the Facebook gaming content creators that I know, they absolutely love the platform. It's just most people, when they're like, I'm going to go look for gaming, Facebook is not their number one spot unless you're definitely the younger demographic and you put a lot of focus on like Fortnite. I know the gaming simulations like NFL, so like Madden, FIFA, stuff like mm-hmm. that have yeah. massive communities on Facebook. I know most of the tournaments are run through there, but from Facebook just isn't the focus. 
Right, right. Looking at st- talking about stats in 2019, Twitch averaged 1.2 million concurrent viewers, while Mixer clocked in just at 48,000 of viewership, concurrent viewership. So yeah, there's a big uh, discrepancy right there in terms of viewership, and then trying to get people to come over to Mixer. But yeah, obviously, with the big fish, they they hooked with a Ninja Trout last year. But I know Snow from a contractual standpoint i mean i'm hearing that it's like man they're unrestricted now they could go back into the market it's like what just happened with in football to kirk cousins a few years ago like he got a little yeah, bit I mean, he got drafted and then another big deal to for minnesota i mean boys got paid man they got like <laughs> which is fantastic yeah. i mean the biggest one i mean everybody who knows anybody about gaming knows who ninja is i mean taking ubers and stuff to conventions and stuff people are like oh you're in gaming do you know ninja it's the first thing they ask right me. and i'm like no like I, he's not my best friend just because we both game like that's not how this works but his name has transcended gaming he is a celebrity he cannot go out yeah. in public without being noticed so True. he did a lot of really good things for the platform for everybody to show that streamers have a lot of value their influence as much as i hate the term influencer they mm. have the ability to target a specific demographic that is the most widely desired overall and period, you know, the people that consume the most, you know, 13 to 35 male demographic, which is what a lot of ads and stuff are targeting. So he opened the doors for a lot of other streamers saying like Twitch isn't just the only option. There is other things that are out there and people are willing to pay for it. So he definitely paved the way for a lot of people. And I think that's the biggest thing is, Streamers that have that intrinsic value are now being well-respected and actually being taken care of because as much as I love being a Twitch partner, the platform Mm -hmm. definitely takes advantage of people. It is They do not do a good job. So I guess with with Facebook Gaming buying Mixer and merging together and then you release your two biggest stars, streamers that you would have had under contract, what is the end game for Facebook? Like, What are the assets you're getting now? Because having Ninja and keeping him under contract – would that not have brought eyes to Facebook gaming? Oh, they tried to. <laughs> they tried to. Uh, they sent those boys a pretty heavy contract. Like, there's been rumors up to, like, double of what it was. Wow. Oh, and wow. the guys are just like, nah, we're good. Like, <laughs> we're, we're fine. <laughs> you know what? Mean, when you, I mean, honestly, when you get paid, you know, a $30 million contract that you're supposed to fulfill for two, three years, and you find out you only have to do, you know, less than a third of that, and you still get all that money, if I'm if I'm in Ninja's position, uh, first off, congrats to me. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna right. go buy whatever I want. You know, I'm gonna go chill. But if I'm them, I'm taking an extended break. I'm letting this continue to snowball. I'm going to sit back and just watch the hype keep building. And while that happens, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna spend time with my family. I'm gonna de-stress. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out. And then when I feel like you know what, okay, I'm time to get back to work. You know, I'm kind of bored. I want to go make some more money. Yeah, it doesn't matter what platform he goes to. It, it legitimately it does not matter. He could probably start so his own I platform. I come back to right? Twitch. Yeah, like I assume he's coming back to Twitch. But well, you think he's going back at to the Twitch? Same Why wouldn't he? It's well, the biggest I'm, platform. Like, if he's got there's all a few others, but yeah, I agree. Competitive. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Unless, so, like, he's unless, got like, all this... YouTube comes in and. Well, he's got all this time off and all this money. I mean, he could create his own platform and launch it, right? And do some of his own. I mean, that's too much work, though. Yeah, I'm with Adam. I'm with Adam on the fact that where he said, uh, where Adam just said about Ninja just taking time off. I'm with there because then you can really let the dust settle. And then you can really, like we were just talking about the turn-based strategic games, uh, Ben. You could then make your decision off where everybody's set because right now everybody's in a frenzy. Um, I got friends that are mix, mixer streamers and they're calling me. Aman, you know, do you know somebody I could reach out to at Twitch to, you know, because I was a partner at Mixer. Can you help me, you know, and uh, push that conversation to get me a package or find out what I could be giving coming from what just happened with Mixer? So, you know, I, I'm not that high on the total pole in this world, but to have somebody reach out to me is like, okay, then this is, you know, these are some of these uh, gamers' livelihood. You know, this is right. what they got their brand. You know, they're building their own personal business, which they can be successful, but now this. Uh, situation has pulled the rug from under them, and then right now they're pivoting, and they got to pivot fast. 
Well, I mean, you guys just talked about how Twitch will take advantage of its streamers. If you're Ninja and you could start your own platform, which could open up so many other avenues for fellow gamers, and then you're known for the guy that did that, wouldn't that be sort of appealing to somebody like Ninja? Or am I just crazy? So the difficulty with, like, starting a streaming platform is, I mean, you have to talk about the logistical side of what that means to be able to have a website where people can live stream and all the video content that's sort of like, Case in point, YouTube is an easy example. YouTube hosts hundreds of thousands of millions. Like, the amount of videos that get uploaded to YouTube every single day is, is absolutely wild. And the same thing generally happens to Twitch, where people will stream live their content, and then that video stays on their, on their site or their, I guess, their page for an extended period of time until it expires. YouTube operates at a loss. They do not make money because the cost to to run and store all that information online and have the the logistical side behind it to support it is unreal. It's just Google makes a ton of money in ad revenue, so it doesn't matter. But the cost and the know-how to put that all together, the amount of headache that it would be for Ninja, even though it may turn in, I mean, you still have to find a way to market and advertise and to provide a platform that is going to convince people that, Yes, Twitch is kind of doing some scummy things because they just make too much money for them to care. But mm-hmm. you want to come to my platform for these reasons. Like, you have to make it enticing enough to people want to switch because it's the same thing. Like, yes, Mixer, a lot of these guys are reaching out because they're, you know, their livelihood, like Amana's saying, is, is kind of gone. But at the end of the day, they chose to go to Mixer. Sure. They could have went to Twitch. They could have tried to make it on Twitch, but they went to Mixer. So now they're dealing with the, you know, the frustration of you have to start over. You know, Twitch has no loyalty to you. You didn't help them in any way. So why are they going to go out of their way just because you used to be a partner for their competitor's platform? Like, to me, that's just backwards. It's a very tough scenario. But for Ninja to even think about doing that, that's I mean, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars to to start a platform that's going to be even remotely close to competitive. I mean, case in point, Microsoft's kind of big. Uh, They got a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, And they started Mixer, a competitor. And look how that went. So, like... Yeah. And Ninja's one guy. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely plausible. We've seen, you know, other content creators like uh, Nade Shot, you know, in a, in a similar parallel, you know, former pro made his own team called 100 Thieves, one of the most successful esports organizations. And it was started by one guy. He took his experiences from what he knew as a pro and made an esports organization. Not saying the same thing could happen with Ninja, who's a streamer who wants to turn into a streaming platform, but logistically just there's no no reason for him to do that right those are two different battles so off of what you just said about streamers and their transition what are the next steps for streamers in this situation moving over to mixer put possibly or mixer possibly so the guys that are on mixer now if they choose to transition over to facebook i know there is some things out there to where they have the capability to still link their socials from Mixer because the, the platform still is up. So mm-hmm. it'll provide a little bit of like transition period, but um, quite honestly, it's pretty much back to square one, which is, is a really tough reality. Um, I hope that a lot of these people understand, and this is just business advice in general. I am a Twitch partner. I do not rely solely on Twitch. All my eggs are never in one basket because this stuff can happen. As a content creator, as an influencer, as whatever, you need to make sure that your branding is across multiple platforms in different avenues because stuff like this can happen. You need to be aware of if things fail, am I still okay based upon this, 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 or that? That's such great advice too, Adam. Do you think like that sort of advice is getting funneled down to people who are just starting to stream and starting to kind of make this their livelihood, their business per se? I hope so. Um, I mean, most, I mean, for those that are just getting into streaming, um, there is kind of a a wide array of that. I think there is a lot of like first time, a lot of younger kids. I mean, you have to be 13 to stream legally on Twitch, but I hope a lot of these kids come in with a know-how of, okay, what what do I need to do to be, to quote unquote, make it big on Twitch? And I see most of them go to their first resource, YouTube. And most YouTube videos will talk about, you know, these are the tricks of the trade. These are kind of the basic things you need to know. And most people will always talk about when people ask me in my stream, like, hey, how do I, you know, how do I start streaming? What do I have to do? It's, it's about being accessible. Can I find you on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram? I mean, all these other platforms. And if, 
you find a way to promote yourself mm-hmm. on all these platforms, you're giving yourself a better chance to be discoverable. I mean, I was a, a RLCS commentator, so the the Rocket League pro scene has the RLCS as their like Premier League. I did that for four years every weekend for legitimately like the last four years of my life, and I mm-hmm. still get recognized more from playing in a in a game with a YouTuber than I do as someone who is the face of their broadcast for four years. God, it's gotta be so that is the reach. That is the reach that some of these guys have. That's so it just goes to show like right. you need to make yourself discoverable on all platforms. And I hope a lot of these younger guys or even the veteran ones that are coming over understand that concept. Cause if they don't quite honestly, gotcha. they're doing something wrong, wrong and they're leaving money on the table. Right. And that's a, some of the, I say high end business stuff that you learn by being a streamer. And if you get, yeah. or even, you know, streamer analysts or anybody working hard, I say doing actual work in the esports or video game world, you'll find those uh, situations and be able to, I say, get the answers to those questions on your own. So I'll take you back a little bit for you, Adam. So when you were in that position coming into streaming, what, let me see, what did you know that you wanted? What, you think okay now i want to be a professional what what took you to making that decision i mean it honestly fell into my lap um i was i was working at a sales job i hated like most people working a nine to five that they don't like but i was lucky enough to where i was making enough money where i could put effort into other hobbies and other things that i was passionate about um i'm a firm believer that you should do what makes you happy and yep. uh financially you I know that's not always a kick yeah, financially, not everybody can do that, but um, I do recommend that, you know, for anybody who does listen, like, do what you can to make sure you can just transition your hobby into your career because uh, you'll be much better off if you do. And if you put in the effort, it can happen. So I was able to start commentating and doing stuff for community tournaments in my spare time and lacked a social life because of it because I, I was focused more on doing something that, you know, I was passionate about. Rather than mm-hmm. going out and getting drinks and, you know, what yeah, have that's you. The sacrifice. And, yeah, that's the sacrifice right. part of it. Right. And it, and it ended up paying off. You know, I got lucky. At the at the end of the day, I was in the right place at the right time when a potential eSport came to be and the developers were like, yeah, let's, let's put in, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and see where this goes. So is that going to happen to everybody? Not necessarily. But I got very lucky that I just happened to invest time into something that eventually turned into something else. So... It ended up being kind of a lucky stars aligning kind of situation. But after I got brought in, it was more the realization of understanding, like, I've followed gaming my whole life. I know what this opportunity means. I need to take advantage of that. And it's the same thing I preach to a lot of our players. You have a ton of eyes on you as a professional. Mm-hmm. I understand you're making bank playing as a pro. Like, these guys' salaries are unreal. At a yeah, you know fifteen no, year old, no you know fifteen that, year old yeah. making, you're a fifteen year old kid. And you're making what seven, eight, nine grand a month for playing a video game. These guys <laughs> don't fathom how much money that actually is. So when you tell them like, "Yo, guys, make sure you stream. Make sure you're posting stuff on YouTube. Make sure you're building your fan base," and they look at me like, "Dude, I've got eight thousand dollars a month. Why do I care?" And then you have to get them to finally understand like, this could be over in a couple months. Like, you need right. to do this. So yeah, give them that little that piece of reality. Thing, yeah, like that same thing applies to. I mean, it's a it's a core fundamental that people should understand in anything that they do. So, uh, it's something I preach to our players, and it's something that I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't do it myself. You know, I could have survived Correct. on just my salary as a commentator, but I made sure to stream and build a fan base. And part of the reason why I'm now able to sustain, even though gigs are gone, is because I've built that foundation, put in the work early on in my career. Got it. Got it. So a few more questions for you, Adam. So take you back also a little further. So when did you start playing video games? I mean, honestly, probably my earliest memories are gaming. Um, I think the first uh, time I actually got into it was my dad had a in television, I think, when we were kids. Ooh, I had that. way <laughs> Yeah, way back. And it was a blast. I mean, like the characters were legitimately like seven pixels. But, I mean, there was, like, this baseball <laughs> yes. game and this, like, tank game that was sick. And, I mean, back then, like, that was mind-blowing, the fact that I could, you know, click on a remote and it affected something on the screen that I was watching. So, um, I mean, some of my earliest memories as a kid were spending time with my dad, you know, playing playing on the television. There's 
the two major ones was like a baseball game and then there was a tank game where like there was like walls and it was all 2d so there was no like depth to it it was just like this line is in the way of where you're trying to go and he just drove around as a tank and shot these little like bb pellets at people and yeah very very yeah. young age it, it was about the same for me as my dad he brought home uh Coleco Vision one day and Zaxxon nice. and Donkey Kong for myself. And uh, I believe Ben and John are just getting caught up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, getting I had, them, I'm getting them into it right now. I had the original Xbox, the original PlayStation, and then I sort of I had the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3, but I didn't play those as much. But now I got the Switch, so I'm getting back into this more. Yeah. Regularly. I mean, my last system, Adam, was an N64. Um, I had the classic man. I yeah, still have mine. Yeah, it's and it's great. And so, yeah, my my earliest memories playing Super Mario on the Nintendo with my buddies in I think probably kindergarten or first grade or something like that. And that was the coolest thing Damn, ever. John, you're old. Yeah, you're I know. Old, John. I'm just like him. <laughs> I know. I'm just like Amon. We're both old. Yes, we're old. <laughs> we're old. Nah, we're we're gamers. That's what keeps us young. That's what keeps us young. So, uh, Adam, what's uh, what's going for? What you got going for the rest of the year for yourself? Uh, so I just finished up, I run a tournament series called the brawl for rocket league, where I invite all the pros and we listen in on their comms when they compete. Uh, I ended up just finishing up a $10,000 tournament in partnership with ESPN esports, uh, that wrapped up this weekend. And, uh, that's kind of been the, the biggest, I guess, focus for me is working with the guys over there and covering content and stuff like that. But, um, COVID's kind of put a damper on everything, man. It's, Yes, all the gigs uh, I had lined up are all canceled. You know, I'm supposed <laughs> to MC for some things, and uh, all that stuff has kind of gone away. So there is a couple of online tournaments here and there that I still do commentary for. Uh, I've been doing some stuff for Valorant lately. But, um, yeah, man, it's just kind of focusing on my own stuff, you know, streaming daily, putting out YouTube videos, and then uh, hopefully uh, when this all kind of clears up, then the focus is going to be working with uh, ESPN Esports as live coverage for What's supposed to be happening is uh, is Rocket League, from the looks of it, is going to be going into a more like circuit-based format. Okay. So instead of a league play where it's very like intimate with just the teams, and we all watch online, it looks like they're going to be doing like 22 events a year. So a lot of live coverage going to that Ooh. with ESPN and, and interviewing that's players. And, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a <laughs> lot of gameplay. So our ecosystem as a whole is looking like it's going to change pretty heavily here in the next, I mean, six to eight months so yeah that's what i've been hearing through a lot of people i've been talking to a lot of stuff being done online because it can be but it's going to be yeah. a different uh i say people involved and things got to get connected a different way now since it's got to be you know social distancing and all that other information that we have now so you got a you got a few more minutes yeah all right yeah. all right yeah, so we course. got a fun set we got a now we got some of the heavy stuff um, out of the way, but we have a fun segment here coming up. So, John, can you bring us into that, please? This or that. All right, guys, time for this or that on the Gamers Lounge podcast. All right, we'll start with, uh, we'll let you know how this goes, Adam. We'll start with you, Amon. This or that, libraries or museums? This or that? Mm, I'm a museums guy. I like to see statues. The little setups of characters, what they set up for either time span, if it's uh, dinosaur ages or Greek mythology, things like that. So I'm a museum guy. Museum guy. Uh, ben. I'm with Amon, too. I love to go to a museum, but I'm a big history buff, so that probably would tell you something. Right. I mean, if you go into the library. Last time I was at the library. Never mind. I shouldn't say the last time I was at the library. Adam will say I'm old. Um, I'll go with museum as well. I'm a museum guy. Adam, how about you? Libraries or museums? Museum for sure. I mean, I'm also a massive history buff, so um, whether it be pop culture, the last time I was at a museum was uh, we actually had a, a party for a convention at a pop culture museum, and like Ooh. just being able to go through the exhibits and see like all the horror stuff that they had going, it was it was sick. So yeah, museum by far. Very nice. good. Um, all right, this or that, guys. Um, Amon, you gotta explain this one to me. T-shirt or sweater? Like, doesn't it just depend on? Sweaters. Well, it depends on like the, the temperature, weather. right? I don't know. We'll start well, with you, Amon. T-shirt. Or I know. I say I'm. I don't matter the weather. I'm a t-shirt guy. It doesn't matter be, the it, weather. We live in Wisconsin, Amon. I know. Amon played <laughs> at Lambeau Field. Okay, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Okay, I mean, the Packer in December. So, so t-shirt. I'm wearing my t-shirt twelve months out of the year, all day. All right, Ben. 
I'm a sweatshirt kind of guy. I could wear a sweatshirt every day of my life and be fine. Ooh. Sweater. 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 So, oh, sweater. It's different. Yeah, it's a different, a little different. I don't wear sweaters. I'm a t-shirt. I got them thinking now. If it's a sweater, I'm a t-shirt guy. If it's a sweatshirt, I might be a sweatshirt guy. But See, okay, there's two on. different right, things. Right. Yeah. Sweatshirt right, is completely right. I need different. some clarification here. Is a sweater like what Mr. Rogers wore, this kind of zip-up thing? Or are we talking a sweater is like a sweatshirt without a hood? What's a sweater? No, what Mr. Rogers wore. Oh, well, then I'm T-shirts. Yeah, T-shirts. How about you, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm born and raised in Wisconsin, too, man. But T-shirt, it doesn't matter how cold it is outside. You just get used to it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) Put up with it. Appreciate it. That's how it goes. All right, guys. This or that. Doctor Who or Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Amon. Oh, this was tough because I watched Doctor Who when I was younger. And then, you know, now it's still going hard and heavy today and walking dead i'm a zombies guy i'm a horror movie guy ah come you gotta have to come back to me okay we'll come back to mine ben i like zombies so i am walking dead walking dead uh i am also going to pick walking dead although i mean i have never really watched doctor who but everybody who has watched it always says how amazing it is so i'll still go with walking dead how about you adam doctor who by far you guys kidding me Really? See, Walking Dead was you. terrible. After, like, after like three seasons of Walking Dead, that show should have died. <laughs> show terrible. So bad. You so had to worry bad. about the people. Yeah, you had to worry about the people more than the darn zombies. It's wow. like, yeah, dude, it, it turned into like a soap opera. It's all about Doctor Who. Doctor Who's a classic. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Classic. With that Shocking. being said, thank you, Adam. I'm Doctor Who because it was the fantasy. Adam it was boy. the fun. It was that. It was that. It was that. The the telephone booth. You know, you could do some things with that thing. When you when I saw <laughs> that as a man. kid, you could do. It wasn't just Superman. It was Doctor Who <laughs> could, could manipulate a, a photo booth or a phone booth. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm, I'm so excited right telephone. now. <laughs> telephone. Booth. Yeah. There you go. Telephone booth. There we go. Next one. What's yeah. a telephone booth? Um, witches. <laughs> I know. <laughs> witches or wizards? Witches or wizards? <laughs> I love this. This or that. This uh, week. Uh, Amon. Um. See, I'm gonna be. Let me see. Dang, this is a tough one too. You got to because I like I like both. But come back. Okay, come we'll back. come back to Amon. Come back to you. Come on, Amon. <laughs> hey, it's the game. It's Amon's <laughs> gamers lounge. We can come back to Amon. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go wizards I'm... because I seem to play a lot of games that involve wizards. So I just like wizards. I guess. Uh, so if I'm just thinking about that, like if you're a witch, you're usually mean, wicked, right? No, there's a good witch, uh, Linda. Oh, there's the good or witch, Linda. like in the Wizard in, of Oz. Wizard you're of right. Oz. You know what? There's a good witch, but for the most part, I think witches are bad, right? That's so I don't want to be bad. <laughs> Maybe that's a stereotype on rich witches. I, I forgive. Careful myself. when you're saying witches. I know. Over there. Be careful. Yeah. I'm gonna go with wizards. I guess, Adam. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go with wizards. I think wizards just have a little bit more, uh, a little bit more spunk to them. I don't know. Witches, like, yeah, they do some cool stuff and they like put stuff in like a cauldron, but I mean, wizards have like magic and stuff. I'm going with wizards. Amon, uh, I'm gonna I'm have to go wizards because when you think about it and you look through movies, TV shows, comic books, definitely witches, witches have a bad rap. Yeah, but there's a is <laughs> one. I say is one that spoils them all basically. But I'm gonna go wizards. Yeah. Well, they both wear pointy hats too, right? So. And, eat, and, and some of them eat kids, like in Hansel and Gretel and uh, Hocus Pocus. You remember Hocus Pocus with Batman? Oh Bad man, Miller. what a what a movie! Oh my gosh, right. great Disney movie Plus, by the way. Disney Plus, Disney, get it? You Disney can watch Plus. it again. Check it out. That's my pick for what's on stream. Um, <laughs> okay, McDonald's or Burger King? This or that? Amon. Um, this is easy. McDonald's. It was their fries. Ooh. McDonald's fries all day. So, See, I'm I'll with you down. on the fries part of it too, Amon, but I don't like Burger King flame broiled burgers. What? I know. I it's know. It's got a nice I, taste. I don't I know if don't, it's real or not, but I don't you must like have got one of, You must have got the Beyond Burger by mistake and thought it was a you real burger. You know what my problem was, was back in the day when they did the, um, uh, oh, why am I spacing? Gilbert Burger. That's what started. Oh, that's the Wisconsin me. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a Wisconsin But yeah. Gilbert had his own burger at Burger King. Yeah, I didn't know that until I got traded here. So so they scarred me, so I'm going McDonald's. Uh, I'm going to go okay. with McDonald's as well. It's a classic. I mean, I don't – sorry, Burger King. I don't remember the last time I ate at your restaurant. Um, not that it's bad. Well, there goes that sponsorship. There goes Burger deal. King sponsorship oh. potential. Uh, Adam, <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? Uh, when I was like eight or nine, 
I went to a Burger King and they got my order wrong. And since then, I've never been back. So <laughs> you held a grudge. I hold up. I held a grudge for 20 years. Yeah, no. Uh, um, no, I just, I, I usually try to stay away from those types of foods. But I mean, Shamrock Shakes, bro. I'm going to Bur- or I'm going to McDonald's. Oh, Shamrock Shakes. Sign me up. They're so good. True. You're right. You're right. And I'll be, I'll be yeah, honest. Right. I mean, the Happy Meal toys as a kid were probably better yeah, for McDonald's. Like you were saying now. Yeah. Um, all right. I, uh, Aman, explain this next one. I didn't write it. Le- all right. All right. Leather or lace? You've got to say it in a more leather. S- sexual No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I would say. It would be weird. It is what, you know, what somebody wears, basically. I wish I could see your face right now, Aman. You're probably blushing, uh, aren't you? Oh, man. So, yeah, it's, it's in, within the clothing. Okay, let, leather, you, let your imagination run. Well, it already is, Simon. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll We're just all go adults here. Okay? Man. I'll go. We first. are all adults here. I don't think I would ever wear a piece of leather. I don't think I could fit into leather pants. All right, so you're going to wear lace. I'll wear lace. Okay, I'll that's, own lace. that's it's stretchy. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to go leather, man, because well, you, you wear could, rock uh, a leather jacket, yeah. rock some leather shoes. I don't think I'd ever leather wear leather shoes. I don't know. Leather <laughs> pants. I don't think I'd wear leather pants. No. Ross Maybe situation. I have a leather vest. Okay. That my mother-in-law gave me that I wear. There you go. So. How about Adam? Uh, one of the actually first big purchases I made after I started commentating was a like a nice leather jacket. So leather for sure. Yeah. Leather. I think the leather or... jackets. I thought it just pants. I want to change my answer. Yeah, leather jacket. I don't leather. The first thing I thought about. You can't go back. No, Ben's got lace. Yeah, definitely no judgment, but you can't change the answer. You're a lace guy. All right. All right, last one. Final this or that, guys, for this week. Online shopper or in-person shopper? Preferably in-person. I like to see the things. I like to touch them. I like to mess around with them to make sure it is what it is. So in-person. I was in person until COVID, and now I've realized I literally can buy anything I want, groceries, whatever it is, online. So I am a straight True. online shopper now. Only reason That's I'd true. go in person is because I wouldn't have to wait for shipping. Like, all right, fine, I'll go there and I'll pick it up myself. Yeah, but Amazon Prime now, you get it the next day. Well, sometimes. Not all are eligible, right? I don't know. Um, I'm going to go online shopper because also then I can avoid being around people <laughs> just in general Lordy, uh, Adam? On, um i'm a i'm a pretty big homebody but for certain for certain things like kind of like a mon like i need to go see it and try it before i buy it but in probably most scenarios i'm online i uh i mean i can get it on the internet i'm you know i'm a millennial man i don't need to i don't need to go in person i can just do it here from home Something else that I just found out which sucks is that I wanted to go buy a pair of swim trunks last weekend before I went to a water park, right? Well, you can't try on anything at stores anymore. Fitting rooms are shut down. So you better know what size you are. What's the point of even going there? I know. What's the point of even going? COVID has made me an online Made a mistake, man. Made a mistake. I did. (laughs) They you. fit. I was oh. Were they lace swimming oh, trunks? Oh, God. Screw you. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Were they lace? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, God. So, uh, Adam, uh, thank you. I want, before we let you go, uh, I want to ask you one more thing. Where can everyone find you? Because I know you stream on YouTube and you do other things on social media and the world. So where can we find you? If you literally go to the Internet and type Lawler and uh, type Rocket League after it, you'll find me. Otherwise, you'll get a, a UFC fighter by the name of Robbie. So search <laughs> Lawler Rocket League, you'll find me on Google and all platforms. Very easy to find me. All right. So thank you, Adam, for uh, jumping in and giving us uh, your feedback and information about Facebook gaming thing going on and yourself and Rocket League and all the – I say some of the stories that you told about how you're educating streamers about getting into streaming. So thank you for that, Adam. Yeah, always a pleasure, brother. Uh, Probably see you at Edge probably here soon. All right, have a good day. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Release the games. It's time for the game releases. Game releases. (laughs) I love that. I love that they. I love that they. So my game release pick of the week is a game that I have. And I will finish uh, sometime this year. Finish it because I have a lot of time at home. Is Borderlands Three Bounty of Blood DLC is out tomorrow? So 
this another expansion to the game that came out probably uh, say right at the turn of the new year and the January, December. It's another play for all edition. It is taking it back to a cowboy esque uh, way of playing this game. Borderlands has always been that fun fan. I say fun and fan following game where it always add in something new to keep to make sure we they capture our attention. So this is the third campaign expansion since Borderlands 3 has came out. So there's nothing I said other than when you when usually when you buy the game, this is the season pass that you get at the neutral purchase. But so this is nothing you have to repurchase. It should automatically download. Like for me, I haven't played the game in a long time. So when I put it in, it's going to have a big update. So I'm excited about that. It's an FPS. So that's where I can then manage and I say develop my aiming and get a little bit better. So I'm excited about Borderlands 3 Bounty of Blood expansion coming tomorrow for everybody on Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and I believe Switch too. All right, Ben, John. All right, I'm going to go with Hunting Simulator 2 this week. Drops June 25th. On the PlayStation 4 and PC. Now this takes me back to the original Xbox days when I was a big fan of the Cabela's Big Game Hunter. I don't know if anybody else Ooh, has played yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. That was the more was uh, fun, right? like Dave and Busters. It was fun too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They also had that at uh, at arcades like Dave and Busters, as you mentioned. But yeah, no, so I like to hunt in my real life outside of everything else I do. So this game is like perfect for me, but... This is cool because you can track and you can hunt over 33 different animal species. Plus, you get to do it with a dog by your side. And you can explore uh, the Texas deserts, the forests of Colorado, and then all over Ooh. Europe as well. So I'm pretty excited about this. Over 160 Ooh. different weapons and accessories, clothing items you can choose from. They have some top names, too, if you're into the hunting world. Browning, Winchester, uh, Bucknell, Cryptek, and Vernie Karen. Karen are all part of this as well. So... Hunting Simulator 2 drops June 25th on the PS4 and PC. I'm glad you said about you get to bring your dog along. I picked the Blair Witch uh, <laughs> game for the Nintendo Switch coming out here on June 25th. And uh, it's inspired, obviously, by the movie Blair Witch back in, what was that, the late 90s? Uh, oh, so 99. 1999. So you're set. It's, yes, it's set in the woods in 1996. A young boy disappears in the Black Hills Forest uh, near uh, a town in Maryland, and uh, you have to go navigate your way uh, with your loyal dog Bullet by your side through a cursed forest that warps and distorts both time and space. It's and I'm watching the uh, you know the the trailer for it for the Switch too. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy, Mon. I feel like this would be right up your alley. It's a horror video game. Yeah, I played. Last year, they did a release of just the Blair Witch. Right. So this one is obviously a new one or a downloadable content, like you said. Uh, so, yeah, I played this on my October stream. My whole month of October is horror movies and horror games. So I did stream that last month. So definitely, you're right, it's up my alley. Oh, it's in my neighbor. I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> my pick. That's my pick for my game release this week. All right. So we got what's on stream. Row, row, row your boat gently up the... Ah, sorry. Excuse me. It's time for What's on Stream. Oh, man. It's going to take me a while to get used to these intros. I love them. They're so awesome. Uh, So What's on Stream, you can find this on YouTube. It's Dave Chappelle's 8 minutes and 46 seconds. So he's done a basically impromptu uh, stand-up. And it's more of a... uh, spoken word than actual a comedy sketch or a comedy stand-up where he is talking about he's addressing what's going on in the world in terms of the social issues of police brutality to the rioting to the peaceful protesting and he's basically putting in his his time and his uh his words and the eight minutes and 46 seconds signify a couple things one it signifies the time that the police officer kneeled on george Lloyd's neck. And then it also signifies the time of day that Dave Chappelle was born, the day he was born. So he was born at 8.46 p.m. Um, So it is a very, it has, you know, being Dave, he's a comedian. He's a, you know, he's a great comedian. So it has him being funny. But then in in the gist of it, in the most of it is him, you know, relaying the message of continue to fight for change and that there's something wrong 
And he's been saying it for a long time. And he said, I've been tell- I've been talking about this, even though I'm making jokes about it. This is what I've been talking about. And now everybody is uh, is stepping up and saying and doing things, some of it good, some of it bad, but getting now their words out so they could be heard. So it's it's a it's what I've also told. It might be a series. He might release a couple more short videos um, pertaining to this. But, yeah, check it out on YouTube. Just type in Dave Chappelle. Um and it'll pop up. It's 846. That's how long the video is, actually, and what he talks about the importance of the numbers of everything. So check it out on YouTube. Mine is on Netflix this week. It is Mr. Glacius. So if you've heard of the comedian Fluffy. Yes. 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 I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's a funny yes. dude. Yeah, yeah. So he plays a teacher in this film, and he tries and basically steer um, bright children who are actually smart, but have maybe have gone down the wrong path, or maybe they don't have the best home life. He tries to steer them back to the right path and get them, um, you know, doing good things in school and then hopefully getting them into college. But chalked to full of the fluffy humor we know and love. So check it out. Season two just dropped. So let's see, back on June 17th. And you can find Mr. Iglesias on Netflix. All right. Um, like I said before, guys, I haven't I haven't watched TV in a week. I'm playing Rocket League every, <laughs> <your> day. <laughs> every night. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to piggyback off Amon's pick 846 from Dave Chappelle because I did see that um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's really good. It really is. Now, Dave Chappelle, he kind of had something like this similar on Netflix. There was like a two-part, one comedy, one kind of commentary from mm-hmm. Chappelle, and that was on Netflix a while back. And I remember watching it and thinking, well, this is good. This is like a podcast slash social commentary slash a little bit of humor it's all rolled into one. I thought it was really interesting, and um, I thought it was really interesting to watch. So I, I think this is right up that same type of style. It's it's really impactful, and you're going to be glued to it. And I, I'll piggyback off what Amon said and go with uh, with the Dave Chappelle 846 on YouTube. All right. We are ready for my one of my favorite segments. No, I won't say this. Like my kids. I like them all. I love them all, my kids. So the next segment here coming up. Turning point. It's that moment in a horror movie where if it doesn't <clears throat> happen, there's no movie. This is what should have happened. Here is Amon with today's turning point. All right. All right, here we go. Today's turning point movie of the week is When a Stranger Calls. This is actually a remake from an old, I believe, 70s, maybe 60s movie. So this is 2006. Director Simon West brings it back so this movie takes place i believe it looks like in colorado is during the babysitter gig of babysitting a high school student is harassed and is increasingly threatened by a prank caller so it was a couple people that actually called the house so so starting off at the trying to figure out okay not figure out but see when was the moment she should have said no i'm not babysitting or really i can't do this right now it's really no moment so she was already she's a high school student no she needs money on the side, she got to make some money. Her phone got turned off because she got in trouble with her dad. So she's trying to pay her own bills. So at that point, for a high school kid, he like, no, 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 I got to get a job. <clears throat> so I'm gonna look past all the red flags and take this gig. So the house, the setting of the uh, scene of the whole movie is in um, the kids, the parents' kids' house that she babysits at, and the doctor, I believe, the dad is a doctor. So it's a high. Uh, in-house it has all the nice little security gadgets has cameras has uh computer uh network and it has the uh, alarm system and all set up so to protect from somebody coming in but at the end of the day things happen you know power goes out and then you know the, the, the maid was there she was cleaning and she disappears so it's a lot of little a lot of little things going on you know all at one time but then also the normal i would say horror movie clichés where you run into a car not only do you fall but you drop your keys before you get in the car it's like come on now yeah look i'm trying to survive you can't drop keys you can't fall either you got to make sure you got high knee action all the way to the vehicle you know make sure you don't trip on anything um that was actually one of the, the babysitter's friends that 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 snuck up on her that scared her in one of the uh, jump scenes where all of a sudden, she's in the refrigerator. If you guys, you know, you open the door, the refrigerator, you shut it, then somebody's there. It's yeah. one of those jump, jump scene type things. So that happened. Um, but I say at the point where the before the killer comes to the house, there are several phone calls. 
So maybe after the second phone call, I'm not picking up the phone no more. You know, I'm getting the kids and I'm getting the heck up out the house. I'm driving out of that thing like a banshee. I'm not picking up no, even if it's he had one of one of her one of her friends from the high school bonfire had called pranked her, but then the actual killer himself called like two or three times. Then eventually that third time, it wouldn't have been the third time with me because the third time he was in the house. So that second time, after I called the police, said, "Look, I'm getting the kids. I'm out of here." So she didn't. She was just I don't know if she wanted to try to you know outlast him or really see try to get him because I, I think what happened was when the police officer said okay when you get him on the call again you know let's uh keep him on there for a certain amount of time so we could track where he's at you know you get that from you get that in movies all the time yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. trace yeah. we, we're gonna trace the call type things yeah and i would be like you know what you don't even have to trace that call because i'm on my way to you <laughs> <laughs> i got the kids i got him out the bed i'm calling the mom and dad on the way to, to the police department to say hey i'm at the police department somebody is trying to you know, her, somebody is harassing me and I don't know what, I don't want to find out what else they want to do to me. I can't find the maid. She's MIA right now. Unfortunately, she, uh, she, they found her body in the, in the water in a little lake or something near the house. So that was unfortunate. So at that time she didn't know that the babysitter didn't know that, but I would have been out of the, you know, out the house, kids in hand, in my car, police department, meet up with the parents at the police department. There won't be no, I'm already terrorized and traumatized. I didn't want to take it beyond that point. So that's when that movie, it was about an hour in. It took her some time. Yeah. You know, for me, I don't know, like I said, kids, let's go. We're getting up. Get y'all wake up. We're out of here. Get in the back of the Pinto. We're getting on the street. We're getting Pinto. to the police department because I'm not dealing with this no more. Something's wrong with this phone system. It's broken. Our people got phone. Now, how you have this number anyway? So anyway, that's where it is. Turning point over, movie done. I'm living my life as a as a happy babysitter. I got my my monthly payment for to play my cell phone and turn it back on for my dad who turned it off because I was not doing what I was supposed to do. Movie over. So thank you for coming in and listening to Amon Green's Gamer Lounge with my good friends Ben and John. So next week, tune in. You could, we got a new this or that, another fun turning point, new topics. Potentially a guest because I have a few people I've been talking to more and our, our favorite game releases of the week. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amon Green 30, all one word on Twitch and Amon Green TV. And Ben, let them know where do you, they can download the podcast. Every Wednesday, find Amon Green's Gamers Lounge podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. All right. So thank you very much and have a good rest of your day. <laughs>